The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Good morning, Mario. How Hi, nice Anton. to see you. Oh, brilliant to be back on the radio with you again. It's been a while since I've spoken to you on the radio. It has been a long time. Yeah. What have you been up to? <laughs> Oh, just tooling around. Um, brilliant, brilliant to see you here and, and the show is flying. There's a great buzz out in the studios as well. You they're, know. they're not a bad bunch, no. it has to be said. Not a bad Bobby bunch. Bobby and John Vardy and everything. I just spent the last five minutes talking to him about film. Does, he, does it sound like his show was any good this, you know, the down to business? Does it sound like he has a good lineup? Well, he just told me that cappuccinos in um, Insomnia are selling for a fiver now. <laughs> so the economy has apparently exploded. I talked to a man many years ago at the, the point of the financial crisis. Yeah. And not Bobby, uh, yeah. a different individual, but he had, he had a coffee franchise. And he said he knew that he was doomed when he looked at the queue and he realised, he said it looked different and he couldn't figure out why. And then he said he, it, he, he cottoned that everybody had exact change for the coffee in their hand. Oh, so it had shifted from I'll get the coffee and a bun and give you a tenner. Yeah, to I just have two seventy five that'll buy the <laughs> coffee that I need, and that's it. Thought, right, that's, that's it, a I'm sign doomed. of the times. That's it. I'm doomed. Yeah, well, I mean, we were we were actually just because there was such a nice crowd in here, and I was kind of going just crowds. And last night I was just out for a bit to buy to eat, and there was the place was stuffed, and I was kind of working it out with just Bobby because Bobby loves talking about economics, and I was going, "What is it?" And he went, "Well, there are conflicting um, signs, aren't there? Really, and I suppose there are conflicting signs in the sense that people." are some people have resigned themselves for example Anton to the idea that well I'm not going to be able to buy a house this year probably not next year or the year after in fact I'm 31 and I'm living with my folks so I have loads of money for (laughs) eggs benedict anytime I want there's a little bit of that and then there's a little bit of people who had well I don't know about you but I saved loads of money during Covid so I'm out again and then, of course, the conflict is there are loads of people who are on the other side of things who, you know, didn't uh-huh. didn't save loads of money during during COVID, got, you know, into arrears on everything. And and so there is a peculiar kind of double sided economy. Well, here's going on. the thing on the saving. I was talking to an economist during the week who said who told me that the average Irish household savings in the bank. Yeah. Seventy five thousand euro. Yes. 75,000 euro yes. average. Yes. Now, obviously, I looked at it there are people night. at the it's other just end of the uh, me- <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's like, it's back to those days again. It's a peculiar thing, Anton, because it is back to those days where it reminds me of Vincent, Vincent Brown. And Vincent Brown would be on, you know, during the height of the recession, you know. And Vincent Brown would be on, you know, with somebody like Conor Lenehan. And, um, and Conor Lenehan would be going, Vincent, you don't understand. The country is completely broke, Vincent. And Vincent would go, hold on. Hold on, Conor Lenehan. Shut up. Shut up for a second. Look at this chart. Look at this chart. This is the OECD chart. We are the richest country in the world. And Vincent, you're talking rubbish. And then Vincent would pull out these facts that would actually back up that Ireland is a hugely, hugely wealthy country. Vastly so. Vastly. Vastly. I think we're, I think in in something CDP, GDP per capita in the world at the moment. I know there's a leprechaunism to do with it, but I think we're second. Behind and I'm you 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 know who's first? It's someone like Luxembourg, yeah, <laughs> no, Liechtenstein. It's, it's all or the it's Finns. Yeah. It's always the Finns. Cayman Islands, <laughs> and uh, you're there. But Ireland are second, and like France are like 39th or something. No, of course, part <laughs> of this was because there was such a giant. Again, going back to what my economist told me during the week, a, a huge amount of pump priming by virtue of COVID, where money flowed into the system, and they're now having to unwind all of that. On the topic of COVID, yeah. you were kept at home and couldn't gig for two years. Yes. You managed to finish out your 2019 tour yeah. in 2022. Yeah. You're back on the boards again. Yes. Well, 
First of all, the 2022 comeback thing was extraordinary, Anton, um, because I was one of the first, I suppose, wave is a way you could describe it. I was one of the first wave that came back just after we were allowed in because all my tickets had been sold previously. And so I came back and I got to experience that lovely feeling of watching people in the theatre for the first time, which was... um, you know, evangelical. It was it was spiritual. Really, it was. And it wasn't just... Were they reserved as a comedy audience, no, though? No, they were more. It, it was more. It was an outpouring. You see, it was, it was, a, it was, it was like a, a, a comedy dirty protest. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was like, not only am I... It's quarter past nine on a Saturday morning, man. <laughs> okay, I'll just... It was like, right, we're back. Now, I'll tell you what the deal is here. We're not just going to laugh. We're going to laugh uproariously. And we're going to laugh even when you're not being funny. And then, you know what we're going to laugh at? We're going to laugh at the fellow beside me laughing. So there was a sense of communal laughter. And there was a sense of people enjoying themselves laughing and being seen to laugh and watching other people laugh. And that was really lovely to see. Really, really lovely. Because you can... Live music is one thing, Anton. And being in a live audience at live music. But being with people who are laughing with you is is a lovely, lovely thing. I think it must be amazing. I, I have had, like, once or twice I have managed to crack a joke on stage and get a laugh out of a room. And it's a huge <laughs> it's buzz. A and buzz. the thought of doing it for an hour and a half of a consistent rolling, like, it must be the yeah. best and ima- Well, imagine going, imagine getting a laugh right on stage and then going, in your mind, you're going, well, if they laughed at that one, <laughs> wait and they see what I've got coming next. So anyway, yes, I'm back on the boards. I've written a new show and it's coming in April and it's coming in February 2022, uh, March, April, all over the country. Olympia three nights, um, Cork Opera House three nights, INEC, Killarney, Limerick, all over the country. And I cannot wait to unveil this new show because I'm in the process of writing it at the moment. And... You know, as you've seen yourself, Anton, with the news cycles, as we call them nowadays, things move so things move so feverishly that, you know, you just do not know what's going to happen. So, for example, the last time I wrote a show in 2019, um, we had an election in early 2020. And, you know, this this whole kind of thing changed. And I remember doing this thing with, where the shinners take it all. There was this big song I did on the, the where there was an ABBA thing and, and it was like the, the government and the shinners take it all and all this sort of stuff. And that I wrote that at the last minute for the show. And that was a, an early part of the show because you had to change it because of what had happened in the election, this extraordinary result in the election. But it's not just that you had to change. I mean, whatever about having to change for the speed of the news cycle as it comes up for the show, the fact that you have to turf out, I mean, and you finished your, your 2019 run 2020 in this year. Yeah. The fact that you have to throw that entire thing out and say, well, I'll start afresh. Like, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld has said publicly that he gets about 10 years out of his act. He, he yeah. owns an hour yeah. and then he just takes it on tour and yeah. does the same thing for a decade. Yeah. It's a hell of a challenge to say, I have to ditch this thing that I've honed yeah. and start from scratch. It is. I'm, 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 I have to say I'm mildly helped by the idea that the world keeps changing. So, so for example... You know, what propels my sketches? What propels my comedy? What propels my comedy is the stuff that's happening around me. So that people are coming to see me in the theatre going, oh, what'll he do on Mary Lou? Or what'll he do on Leo? And Leo and Michal? Or what'll he do on Roy Keane? On well, see, this is where you've gotten lucky. I was reading Lenny Henry's exactly. autobiography in advance of him coming in. And one of the things he says in it is that his early career, in large part, was index linked to Trevor McDonald's <laughs> early career. Yeah. Because he was the guy that did the Trevor McDonald impression. Yeah. <laughs> so the more, the better Trevor did, the more he got to be on TV. Exactly. The same thing. You must thank your lucky stars that Roy Keane has the punditry gig. Yeah, exactly. So the... You know, you might see the you know you know you might see the odd hate tweet, right? Where you go, somebody Mario Rosenstock sold out somewhere in the Olympia, and your man going, oh, not your man again. 
20 years later, still doing his Roy Keane impressions. And you're going, uh, hello there, little tweeter. Yes, I am doing my Roy Keane impression. And do you know why? Because Roy Keane is more famous now than he was in 2006. Roy Keane was famous for being a footballer. Now he's a media superstar that looks like Captain Birdseye. <laughs> or, or, or Mahmoud Amadunajad with Tommy Tiernan. He is just beautiful. He is rich. He is replete with comedy. And I, not I, only, and like any great comedian, like any great comic, um, like any great comic subject, he takes himself, you know, it, 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 it's, there's a lot of seriousness going on and intensity. Now, I think underneath it all, he knows that it's a little bit of a I, I still think you doing him to him was one of the great <laughs> moments of all time. And I think the, the, the guts to do it was something else. Come here. The reason, the whole notion of kickstarting the weekend is yeah. that you give us a sense of what you do when you are off. Yeah. I can't imagine you off. I, I can never imagine you sitting down and yeah. reading a newspaper. There's, 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 there's a certain amount of truth in that. I mean, there's a physical, um, there's a physical imperative, of course, that happens at the weekend. I get up at five, five every day, generally. Blonde, my wife, gets up at about six every day. So we go to bed early and get up early. So you don't want to break your body clock completely by lying in at the weekend because just you won't be able to catch up. So we all get up early and on Saturday morning. Get up at five o'clock in the morning on no, Saturdays? Get up about, I get up about seven. Oof. Blonde gets up at about seven. We get up at about seven. So then I go, right, I'm up at seven. What'll I do? Um, I, I, I have a scooter. Oh, you, you love your... You love, oh, God, no, here we go. There you go. Here we go. Uh, oh, now we're joined by Anton Savage. Anton, tell us about your uh, your problems with scooters. Well, Matt, let me just say, scooters, there's no problem with scooters, Matt. Um, so, uh, I have an electric scooter. I'm known as the guy who goes around the village with a scooter. I'm a little bit of the scooter eccentric. And, uh, oh, it's the fellow on the scooter. <laughs> there's two things about a scooter, right? Uh, you'll love, because I know you... I'll stick with this for a second. One is, I don't drive a car. So, I drive a scooter. My electric scooter. Drive is a reach, but okay. Okay, drive is a reach. The second thing, I don't put the scooter on the road. Is put okay as a verb? I would go with that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> try Santon. I, I use the old verb put. I don't put the scooter on the road. And uh, so I don't put the scooter on the road and I don't drive it on the road. I drive it on the path. Now, I do give way to all pedestrians who come my way. So when they come, I go, mm, stop after you. They walk by me and I scoot on by them. Second thing is about scooters. I've noticed that middle-aged men in large huge cars very expensive cars the bigger the expensive car the, the most more expensive the car the more I get this the more expensive the BMW or the Mercedes that the man is driving the more they slow down to have a good look at my scooter <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's envy I don't know what it is I'm going sorry you're driving a 7 series BMW why would you be looking at my pathetic little scooter because in their heart they want the freedom Mario they do <laughs> they want it I fancy a bit of that scooter oh the dirty little scooter and I went, yeah, it goes 25k. And I honestly, there's a lascivious look in their eye, Anton. They're leching after my scooter. Do you get that? <laughs> do you get do, it? Do I get people do you, no, no, do you get it? Oh, I totally get it. No, no, do you get the thing? I understand, I understand it. it. Oh, no, yes, right. of course you can understand it. So women, in, mi women it. in minis don't look at my scooter. Women in Ford Kias don't look at my scooter. Very few women look at my scooters. Men in large automobiles dig my scooter. <laughs> my best Tony Fenton voice. <laughs> Dude. Once you have done your scooting for the day, yeah. what else fills your weekends? Right. So I play tennis three to four times a week. I am yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a very very enthusiastic and tennis tennis player, and I've been playing tennis since I was nine. Um, ever Are since. you good? Well, good. You see, I'm very careful about this. Good is very relative in any sport. 
Double-handed backhand or single-handed? Started with the double-handed backhand and then took my left hand off it when I was in college. Uh, sorry, that sounds filthy. <laughs> Congratulations. What did you do with your spare time? <laughs> I took my left hand off it, Matt. All right, Antoine. And um, so I, I then I have a, a, a sort of a, a single-handed slice backhand. And uh, so I play league and all that sort a of stuff. Slice backhand, so a lot, of, a lot of backspin. A lot of chop. Oh, if you want to uh, see Mario discussing his scooter and his backhand, <laughs> he will be live. Uh, the three Olympia are uh, the uh, he's three nights in the Olympia Theatre and in twenty twenty three. Um, that's going to be April thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. And he's around in Castlebar, Long, Kenny, Drada, Killarney, Limerick. And I'm going Galway, back to Waterford, and Ant- Anton, as well. I come from Waterford originally, and I'm going back to this big arena called Waterford because I've started doing arenas now. I've got real notions about myself, Kerching, and uh, so I'm doing several arenas. One is Knocknarine Arena and Sligo which Van Morrison famously did do. there's great stories about Van Morrison doing it but um, Setu Arena in Waterford SETU it's a big huge arena Waterford's been looking for a venue for years and now they have one SETU Setu Arena that's what Leo called it he called it the Setu um, and so. I assume if people want to see you Ticketmaster oh Ticketmaster all the way Mario always a pleasure The Anton Savage Show Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.